0: You wear a lot of hats. Inside the studio, you're a teacher, a leader, a manager, a scheduler, a marketer. You're also HR and maintenance, and I know I have left a lot off of that list. But that is not all that you do. Many of you are juggling very busy home lives as well in every which way. And what that means is that you are juggling a lot, period. And to be your best self inside of your business You have to take care of you, which means it's time to talk about how you can create flow when you're outside of your business as well. Today, I've invited Cara Harvey, a productivity coach, podcast host, mom, and author to share her top tips on how to ditch the overwhelm and say yes to only what matters to you. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran. Thank you so much for joining me here again today. I'm so excited because today I have a very special guest on. I'm joined by Cara Harvey. Now we met through a business mentorship program and I can't tell you how much she is going to, how many amazing things she's going to share with us today. So welcome Cara. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you. I'm super excited to chat. Oh my gosh. So Kara is a wife, a mom, and a productivity coach. And her mission is to provide women with the tools and the resources and the community to reach their goals and find happiness and really design the life that you want. And she has a podcast. Um, she has um, called the, the Purpose Driven Mom Show. Um, she has virtual community groups and e-courses and a book called the 15 minute formula. Now her specialty subjects are habit stacking and time management and vision and goal setting and creating routines. So we have a ton to talk about today. How long have you got Kara? <laughs> I
2: know, right? I, this, this is a big topic. People are like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, where do you want to start? Because there's so many things we could dive into.
0: So many things, you know, and many of our listeners are, um, not just business owners and who are wearing all the hats but our carers and mums as well and you know i think a lot of um the guidance out there on productivity and the, the 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 you know productivity hacks productivity tips um aren't always helpful for women who are running businesses and running families and homes and you know other people and you know organizing all of those things right because you can't just always those prioritize, how to prioritize isn't always as simple for a mom and a business owner as it is perhaps if you, if you're, if you're not, if you don't have those the responsibilities in your life.
2: Oh, exactly. And then that's the advice we get, right? Just prioritize it, right? Just manage your time. And I noticed that the productivity space out here, and this is why I got into productivity coaching was because everything was hustle get up at 5 a.m. And it was this isolation of our personal lives and our business lives, which I actually think for small business owners is a disservice because we're wearing all these hats. If you are not planning your business and your personal life together in conjunction with what's actually happening, you are living this life that doesn't actually exist and you're setting yourself up for failure. And so I think it's important that we marry all of that together and say, hey, what's going on in my life right now? How is that going to impact my business and vice versa? Right. They're not
0: neither part of that is in a vacuum (laughs) operating on its own. Right. You have to, if you're on half, if things aren't going well in either one spot, it, there's a lot of, you know, overflow and it impacts. And I, you know, I think that when we show up and a lot of, you know, my studio owners are teachers and they give us, they, they give a lot of themselves to their clients. And it's, uh, you know, you, you're presenting yourself, you're on constantly when you're teaching. Right. And you know, that is to then, you know, that requires a lot of energy and it requires you to be in a really good mental place, you know, have a great mindset. And so if there are other things that are going on elsewhere in your life that are sort of perhaps draining for you or that are, is it overwhelming for you, then it, it all is related. It's all linked. All right. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then we hear this misnomer out there that we're supposed to strive for balance, right? But like right. balance isn't this, this beautiful little pie chart, right? Like, and everybody has it. I think what's key is alignment, like alignment to what matters to you in this season, which is different and which changes. But society makes us feel guilty or shame or bad when our alignment changes, when our priorities change, when things shift from this being important to this, when our seasons of life, you know, we're recording, we're just talking about coming off winter break, right? With our kids home, it is a work looks different for me. And to go into that and not acknowledge that work needs to look different during a time when my kids are home, That's not fair. And it leads us to feeling like we're the problem. Like I'm such a failure. I'm uh, not motivated. I'm so lazy. If I wanted it, I would just figure it out. Or how about you make a plan for the life you have instead of trying to fit the life you have into your business?
0: Yeah, it's so true. So tell me a little about um, where, where, I mean, where should we start? I mean, where's the, you know, when you are thinking about those different seasons and of life, and I think there, are, I mean, you're, they're constantly changing and you're being pulled in different directions almost seemingly every day. You know, where do we start with thinking about how, where to spend our time or what to say yes to, what to say no to, how to think about our time in a way that it feels not already stressful?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, there is so much um, nuance that sometimes goes into this. Like people are like, just tell me what to do. Like we want to print the chart from Pinterest. It's going to solve our problem. We want to buy the, I don't know about you, but I have like a planner graveyard, right? Where I'm like, (laughs) oh, if I just buy this planner, this planner is going to solve my problems. But the planner is a tool. The problem is the plan. So these are a couple of steps that I would give you if you're a business owner, whether you're thinking about getting started, you've been doing this for a while, you're trying to manage your classes and running the business. We're going to look at things in seasons. But the first thing we need to be open to doing is breaking up with the calendar. So the calendar is a tool. Oftentimes, we allow the calendar to tell us whether we're failing or not. I don't know about you, but I've been there where we call it the Monday mentality. You know, you start a new plan. You're like, this is my new beautiful morning routine. And I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. and jog for two hours and like do all these wild things. And the first day, it's great. And then reality sits in. And you're like, snooze. I'm good. I'll try it again on Monday. We do this in all areas of our life. And it's because we're not actually setting ourselves up for success. And we're getting stuck in. If I don't do it perfectly, then I'll just wait till the next Monday, the next first of the month, the next quarter. I'm going to tell you now, right? It's January when we're recording this. Most people feel like if they don't have their 2023 goals set, they're behind. I don't have mine done. I use January as a planning month. I do it in February because I launch in December and then I spend time with my family. So I don't even worry about it because it's just a calendar. So I'm going to say that with the caveat of what I'm about to talk about with seasons. I don't care if it's a middle of a day on a Thursday, you can use this, okay? Don't feel like it has to be the beginning of the month. But the first thing you need to do is look at your actual calendar. I said break up with it, but look at it and identify what you have going on big picture. So yes, there's the seasons, winter, summer, spring, fall, quarter one, two, three, and four. You could break it down that way, or you could have, I like to do like 12 week goal setting, but your 12 weeks can look like however they want. Inside of that, we're gonna start with the big seasons. What do you have going on? And so what I want you to do is say, what do I have going on in my personal life first? Especially like for me, like I said, I talk to moms who are trying to manage it. I write down when my kids' breaks are. I'm going to write down when um, my husband, he's a principal of a high school, right? So for us, August and September, I don't even see the man. Like, I don't even know where he is. Like, he's at work 12 hours a day. So I know that that is a heavy season for him, which means it does not make sense for me to put a lot on my plate. I also know I run a virtual summit every year. During summit season, that is when he will step up and we eat a lot more takeout and things like that happen. So, it's first I saying, what do you have going on in your personal life? Maybe take um, a calendar of the year, just map those dates out. Then, based on that, ask yourself, cool, where do I want to put my launches? Starting my group coaching program, um, adding more classes to my schedule. Where does that make sense? Because a lot of times we'll start with planning and we'll be like, all right, cool, I'm going to plan this summit. But I didn't realize that it was you know, during the summer where my kids are home and I don't actually have time to work on it, right? Like we don't think like that because we're trying to plan in isolation. So I want you to start with planning together and then saying to yourself, does this make sense? And once it does, then we can make sure we have what I call the four seasons within that. So the four seasons method that I teach, I want you to listen through the four seasons because you're gonna default to one of these um, and that's okay. I wanna say this before I start. I think a lot of times we're like shamed for some of the ways that we're naturally wired. And there's nothing wrong with the what you default to. What's important is knowing how you default and then customizing a schedule that makes sense for you, okay? So when we're thinking seasons, you could think, hey, this quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, or you can even look at your week. So I'm gonna give you examples and we're gonna look at just like one week and I'm gonna show you how I fit them in. So our four seasons are a season of push, a season of planning, a season of fun, and a season of rest. And I recommend that you have each of those inside your week. I also recommend you look and look at like three months at a time. Make sure you have some of those inside of that. How much is up to what you need? So the first season is my default. That's the season of push. So I'm an Enneagram three. I'm like, go, go, go. Let's do it. Like, that's how I'm wired. I love that. And I was always made to feel guilty for being driven, right? Like I was too much, right? And and I made to feel like I, you know, I needed to relax. But I learned that I just need more of that. But here's the thing. If I give myself too much push, I'm going to burn out. If I'm just constantly going and in that default mode, it's not going to work for me. Now, my husband, I mentioned, right, he's an Enneagram nine. So if anyone's familiar with that, like opposite ends of the spectrum here, he's very like <laughs> yes. rest, relaxed and like, that's his thing. So if he doesn't encourage himself to have any push, nothing is going to get done. So he needs less than I do, but it's still needed. So if I look at my typical work week, Monday through Thursday is my push in both my personal and my business life. That's when I do my meetings. That's when I'm doing content. That's where we do after-school activities. I coach, um, cheer. I'm a Girl Scout leader. Like I do all those things. That's Monday through Thursday for me. And I mentally know those are my seasons of push. And I'm okay with that. I don't need as much downtime. I'm not wired that way. And it works for me. I also know I have seasons of push, bigger picture, the summit, a launch, et cetera. So if you know that that's coming up, you can mentally prepare yourself to say, this is my season of push. It's not going to last super long. I'm ready to go. And again, you determine what you need. But like I mentioned, if I don't stop and acknowledge it, I will push 365 days of the year. I will burn out and I'll be no good to anyone, right? And so that's where these other seasons come in. So my husband's favorite season is this season of rest. That's like where he's wired, right? He needs more relaxing time. He needs to come home and decompress. I don't need as much as he does, but I have to have some. So when I'm planning out my week, I'll say Monday through Thursday, that's my season of push. And that's when I'm doing all that. Then I'll add in some rest and that'll be on Saturdays, right? I'm resting, I'm relaxing. I do whatever I feel like doing. It's great. Like I read a book and I hang out and I don't feel guilty about it because I know that it's needed when I'm looking holistically at like my quarter. If I know I just had a season of push, I just finished a launch. Like I mentioned, I add in a week of rest where I'm not doing anything. I'm decompressing. I'm allowing myself to have that time. And it helps me ditch the guilt of feeling like as a business owner, if I'm not going a million miles an hour, I'm a failure and I'm wrong, right? So again, if you need more push or rest, give yourself more rest. If you need more push, give yourself more push. But make sure you have some of it, right? As we're going through, the other season I want to point out is the season of planning. So this is like my Enneagram ones. These are my perfectionists. I want to mm-hmm. caution you <laughs> that it's okay to plan. But when you use planning as a procrastination tool, you need to make sure that you have the push and the rest. I love planning. I like Trello. I like making things look nice. Like, give me a spreadsheet. I'm so happy. But I will also put off doing things because I just want to plan, right? It's fun and I enjoy that. Some people like to do more planning and you need more planning to feel ready to move ahead. But if you don't ever schedule the push in, it's not going to happen. So again, back to my week, Monday through Thursday, that's when I do my push. Fridays are my planning day. I have team meetings, admin, reconciling bank statements, planning for the next week. In my personal life, I don't plan anything on Friday nights. That's when I plan my meal plan for the next day. I might check in on personal goals. You know, I clean up around the house. Like I do all those things on Fridays. That is my planning day. Same when you go into it, right? So before when as soon as my launch ends, I do my rest and my fun, which we'll talk about in a second. And then I go into a week or two of planning. I mentioned January is my planning month. I'm not worrying about doing a lot right now. I don't need to do anything extra. I just want to plan. So when it's time to push, I'm not procrastinating. I'm not waiting. I can just get started. And again, decide what you need. And then and the final one is the fun, which I will say is my, my hardest. I do not gravitate to fun. Fun is not a default for me. I have to make so fun. It's I know. It's I don't like, believe that. I, feel like. so I don't love it. Right. Because I'm very transactional in my personality. And so I and I've always made to feel like there was something wrong with me. I'm like, this is just how I am. But I know that I enjoy it when I do it. So for me, like Sundays is kind of like a little bit of fun for me. We play family games. You know, if I go out Saturday night, I might sleep in a little bit on Sundays, like all those things. And I also put them inside of my launches. So as soon as we're done with our launches, Our team, we get on a Zoom and we do like a team happy hour and we have some wine and we like do our debrief. We have fun together. I add those in. Um, After our summit last year, I planned a vacation and me and my husband went away for a couple of days. Those things are important as well. And some people, I think it's like Enneagram sevens who like need things fun. They need more of that fun to feel whatever productive looks like to them. And I just want to be clear, like productivity looks different to everybody based on who you are and how you're wired. And so as a small business owner, as you're going into planning and you're planning out your year, you're planning out your quarter, you're planning your week or even your day, right? Ask yourself, what percentage of each of these seasons do I need? Am I getting caught in like using my season as a tool to like lean on why I'm not moving forward? Am I setting myself up for success and alignment? And again, that alignment is not, it's not balance. It's not four weeks in a month. Each of these seasons is a week. It's what do you need and how do you make that fit? And I think that is where I would encourage people who are feeling like, I've got all these things I'm juggling. I'm trying to figure it all out. What I'm going to do, I would say to start there. And then one last piece on that, though, is there's this quote, I think Nora Roberts said it, but it's this glass and rubber ball analogy. I don't know if you've heard this, but um, and sometimes in your life, right? Like we're always juggling all the different balls, right? Sometimes things are glass balls. And if they drop, they're going to break, right? And in some seasons, things are rubber balls. And if they drop, they're going to bounce back. During my summit, work is my glass ball, and I'm going to be straight up right now. My family is my rubber ball. They're still important. They matter to me, like, of course. But if I don't spend as much time with them, if they watch more TV than I care, like, it's going to bounce back. But the work stuff needs to be there. And this mentality has allowed me to, like, I don't feel bad about it anymore. I used to feel really bad about it. And I stopped that because I realized if you're just launching or starting your business and you're in that sprint to get it going, Work is going to be your glass ball. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think society makes us feel like there should be. And there are times of the year, like there are in the holidays where my family is my glass ball and work's a rubber ball. And that's okay too. And so as you're planning your seasons, not that you need it, but permission granted to make it look however you want. Again, plan for the life you have and let your business fit into that.
1: Yeah.
0: I really like that analogy of the rubber ball, glass ball, because I think sometimes, the thought that we may have is that if we don't do it all, then we've failed at everything, but that rubber ball, it can come back. Like it doesn't, it's not final, right? This is a, you know, balance is not static. It's dynamic. And so that, and you're, it's you're constantly moving and and figuring out how these different seasons kind of fit together. Right. And I'm guessing at different seasons, Real seasons of the year, right? Like the summertime, perhaps. If you're a mum and you've got children not off of school, you know that's a, you're going to have different. You're going to have perhaps a different kind of way of you know spending your time than if you are you know then perhaps when they're at school and you have that structure naturally as well. So, you know, you and it doesn't mean that you, you know, you you're neglecting or failed if you haven't given everything 100. You know, at the time that this is, you know, that's the whole. You know, you can come back to things and pick them back up again, and you know, it all, all will still be there at the end of it. Right. And so exactly. Yeah, it's, that's really, I really, really like that. Um, well, thank, that's really interesting. So really it comes down to figuring out what your natural tendency is. Right. And, and, and it's really interesting to hear how you think about, you know, your, whether you're a planner or you are, you know, you're someone who needs more rest and what that natural tendency is, because we don't, uh, you know, I think, it's, I mean, I, from when I, all the things that I see about productivity, it doesn't really mention, you know, that some, that we might need a bit of downtime, no. <laughs> you know, or that we might need a bit of fun in there. It's all about like, yeah. just keep going. And how can you do the most in the less amount of time and how much can you get done? And then it's all about like, you know, being brutally efficient at, with every second of the day. And how are we even going to, that's just setting ourselves up for like Oh my
2: gosh, it's, it's awful. And it's, it's one of the reasons I decided to write my book because I was so frustrated with everything out there that was just hustle or you don't want it bad enough. And that is crap. Like it's absolute garbage. And it leads us into this mindset of, if I'm not performing, I'm not worthy, which then brings us into the mindset of, if my, I have a month where my business doesn't hit my goal, I have failed. And the I is there. It's me. It's my fault. Well, willpower is a muscle. Right? Like we create these plans that do not set us up for success because we're told you must go all the time or you're failing. And what I have found is if you actually put less on your plate, but focus on what actually matters in the moment, you're going to start to gain the confidence again that you're a person who can show up for things. And then you start to empower the people around you. So, thinking about studio owners who have people that work for them, you need to be that model for them that. Here's my boundary and you should create them too. I'm always telling my students like, I don't check my Facebook messenger. Don't message me. I'm not going to check it. I'm I'm just not going to. And I say, and I always say, I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I just have a boundary that I don't check it. So if you want me, you can check my email. It's up to us as business owners to say, this is what we do. And it's up to us to also make sure that we're in it for the long haul. Like I want to be doing this for a long time. And there has been times in my business where I've hit burnout and almost like burned the whole thing to the ground. And I had to stop. Reevaluate, figure what's going on, and what's good now is I can figure, I can see it coming. Like I can tell when I'm getting into that place, and I know how to bring it back. But nobody's talking about that. Everyone's just talking about how you've got to get up at five a.m. or you're a loser. Like that is all, right? Good, right. Like well, <laughs> if you don't sacrifice your sleep, you clearly don't want it bad enough. Right. But, like absolutely, no. and you can tell that to you know the moms I work with, like that they don't want it bad enough. Every single mom I talk to I'd be like, why do you want whatever your goal is? We can boil it down to their kids somewhere, right? Being a better mom, whatever. So you're really, what you're saying is if you don't achieve your goals, you actually don't care about your kids. And like that shaming internal message that society gives moms as we grow businesses, it's ridiculous to me. And so I think that it's so important to say like, I'm not broken. I'm not a loser, whatever we call your inner critic. Like mine's name is Julia. She's a we don't like her. She can be nasty. And I'll be like, Julia, we're not doing this today because I know you, like, I know what she's trying to do. And she's trying to discredit all the work that I've done. And I know we hear it, but like rest is productive, right? Like you come back so much better when you've done that. And so so, much everyone listening, like you don't have to work 90 hours a week to be successful. You don't, you don't, and you can choose to have a business that is different. Sometimes we have to, uh acknowledge that that might mean our pace might be different of how we grow but in the long term it's aligned with what matters to you go through your sprints when you need to go through your sprints do your push when it's time to push but please make sure you have those other things because the business you want to have out there is going to impact and make a difference on so many people and people are waiting for you to do it and if you can't do it in a way that's honoring to your body and your mind and your spirit like that's not going to be good for anyone
0: no, totally that agree. Talk for the day. <laughs> I <yeah. laughs> love it. I love it. Um, so let's can we t- t- sort of um, dive into talking a little bit about time blocking and um, how you kind of you know can, as a as a mom. I mean, I I know that I definitely have sort of used this this tool before as a way for myself to sort of think about my time and what time is allocated to the different things that matter to me each day and each week and all of these things, but. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how you use it and what, what it is for you and the way that you teach it? I love
2: time walking. And so here's the thing, though. I used to love my hourly planner. And when I was a teacher, so I was a school teacher before I got into business for almost 10 years. And I needed to have an hourly planner because I taught special education. I was doing push-in support, pull-out support. I was in meetings. Like, my schedule was literally to the 30 minutes. It was wild. So when I left teaching, became an entrepreneur, dealing with my kids, I tried the same thing. And then I realized my kids don't care about my schedule. They were like, no, (laughs) zero interest in what you want to do. I am a newborn. And I had to rethink things. And that is where time blocking kind of saved me from feeling like I had to be perfect and show up all the time to actually having flexibility and urgency. So the time blocking 101 basics are that you look at your schedule and you split your day into, I believe, three to four hour chunks is like a really good sweet spot for that. You can do that around natural breaks, like school pickup, school drop-off, you know, going to activities, bedtime. Um, I work with a lot of grandmas, actually, and they're like, I have open schedules. And I'm like, do you eat, right? So you can have a block that's from breakfast to lunch, lunch to snack, snack to dinner. You know, you can create your own parameters. And most people understand this concept of time blocking, right? But what I think has changed for me is that I want to encourage you when you do that to customize it a lot. So a couple of things about time blocking. One, your Blocks do not have to be the same every day. People will look at their calendar and try to make like every day look the same. You can have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. You can have blocks for Tuesday, Thursdays. They can look different throughout the week, weekend blocks, whatever. And the goal with time blocks is instead of saying by the end of the day, I'm going to accomplish recording these three podcasts, you say by the end of this block, I'm going to get it done. And it's that same concept where I don't know if you've ever been there on like a weekend and you're like, I'm going to go you know clean out my basement. And then you're like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then it's like nine o'clock, and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do this right now. Right. Like it's too much urgent, uh, too much space. So now we've given ourselves urgency by the end of this block, but flexibility of saying, I can choose when inside the block to happen. So, a couple of things once you've kind of decided what times your blocks will be, I encourage people to go and theme them. And what you're going to do is pick a general theme that is going to say, this is where I'm going to focus on my goal. Now, I have a self-care block, for example, goes from six to nine in the morning. Now, from six to nine in the morning, the only thing I'm doing is not just the self-care, right? Got to get my kids ready for school. We're doing breakfast, all that. This tells me I'm going to focus on my self-care in this block. I'm still doing other things, right? And I think sometimes people think, oh, I only work on the self-care during that block. Well, no, I mean, I have to like live life. But this is where I put it. A lot of times people will say, I have these goals and these things I want to work on, but I don't know where to put them. Now you're going to give it a time. And again, it doesn't have to be the same every day. You can have three self-care blocks a week if that's all that fits in. You can have two personal goals blocks a week or relationship blocks or family blocks. I have a lot of that. We're just like mixed blocks. I have an errands block. um, When it comes to my workday, I have a podcasting block, et cetera. And you're gonna pick your themes for that and then look holistically at your week. We're gonna make what I call the ideal time blocks today. I teach three different ones. One is like a in-progress and the other one's called when the poop hits the fan. And this is like literally when your day is just whatever. But today let's think about these ideal. So go through, look at your, your schedule for the week. Ideally, where would you like to put it? Now, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to ask yourself what goes there. Now, the concept of the big three people talk about in the productivity space, like pick your top three priorities. The thing about that is if I was to ask a mom, what's your top three priorities, right? It's like my kids, Other people need these things. And you're going to list whatever they are. And I guarantee that most of us aren't going to list anything for ourselves. It's going to be like, well, if I had to only focus, I'd have to get this work task done and this thing and this for my kids. I want you instead to pick a micro three for each block. And so what you're going to do is say, in my self-care block, what are the three micro? And I teach a concept of 15 minutes at a time. This isn't an hour. I'm going to go for a one mile walk, right? Like three micro tasks that fit the block that you're going to do. So now you're not just getting caught in saying, I can only focus on these things or I can't move on, right? I was just on a coaching call with a mom in my program the other day. And she's like, I feel like I, my morning routine doesn't get done. So I just keep trying to finish it all day long. And then I never get the rest of the day done because I'm still trying to do the laundry from this morning. And I, I'm like, I get you. You're putting too much in your block and you need to cut it off. And so now what this says is, hey, I've got my self care block, right? My self care block is three hours. I've got my three micro tasks. By the end of six to nine, these three things are going to get done. I can customize. I don't care what order they get done in, right? Like I can be a human being. And if I don't like today, I was supposed to do my yoga before I did my walk, right? Did not feel like doing my yoga this morning. I was like, I don't want to do this, right? I had no interest in doing this. So I did my walk first. When I was done, I was like, cool, I'll do my yoga now. Now, old Kara would have said no, but yoga goes first. And if I don't do yoga, then I can't move on to the next thing. And then internally battled myself until I don't do anything, right? Like that's what we do. I feel terrible, right? (laughs) Yeah, you feel bad and then you don't do anything because you're spending the whole three hours convincing yourself to do the yoga that you're just not ready to do yet. So this allows you to say, what order do I want to do it in? If something takes a little bit longer, when do I want to get done? And now you're saying, it still has got to get done by nine, but I can be a human. And then the last thing I think is very important though is when you're planning your time blocks, however long your time block is, do not plan tasks that are more than half that time. So if I have a three-hour time block, I'm not going to plan out more than 90 minutes of tasks, right? Like my my three things that I want to do in the morning take me about 90 minutes. But Kara, there's three hours there. Yeah, because I mean, I have three kids. My kids are, I didn't say those, five, seven, and 16. I have three kids. I'm trying to get us out of the house in the morning. Like someone's going to need something, right? All, a phone call takes five minutes. No, it takes 25 minutes, right? Something pops up that you have, like we're over planning ourselves. And what this does is it allows us to be like, cool, I got my three things done. I still have 90 minutes. Now I can do all, like, we still have to do all the other things, right? Moms will be like, I feel so guilty working on me. The other stuff will get done. But instead, let's fill it first. It's kind of like the concept of the big rocks, right? Like, fill it first with your three things and then fill the rest in. The task will expand to the time we give it. If you're saying I'm going to do it, you're going to get it done. So you went ahead. You map out your blocks. You pick your themes. Every day, you've got your micro threes that are only half the amount of time. And you have the buffer. This is key. Buffer time for life to happen, for life to be imperfect and things to run over. And now you're going to notice you start making progress and you start making progress. And you those 15 minutes a day start to compound. And you're like, wait, I wasn't doing any yoga. And now all of a sudden, here I'm at five, you know, five days out of my seven days of the week. And I feel really great about it. And I think that's how we create habits. I think that's how we actually make forward motion how we stop feeling guilty and like that we need to do everything all the time. Like I've got dishes in my sink. Cool. I know that later in the day I have a home block after I pick up my kids from school. I'm going to do it then. Like I'm working now. And I think owning our time that way allows us to feel like we're actually in control and doesn't make us feel so like stuck and paralyzed with this like hourly schedule, and then just one last little thing that I'm not sure. Maybe everyone doesn't know this, but did you know you don't have to fill in every line of your planner? Like just- <laughs> yeah. you when know, I say it, because I used to be like that person. Like let me write down showers so I can cross it off type of thing. <laughs> so this space is not there to be filled with everything. No, right? Yeah. It's there to be intentional. It's intentionality, yeah. but also grace that you're a human being. And you're allowed to make up your mind on the order you want to do things in. And then you can still, listen, I still, I love to read. I don't watch a ton of TV, but I read a lot. Um, I like to scroll TikTok. I still do things for me. And I think a lot of times we think productivity. We think like a robot and constantly moving. And this time blocking method has allowed me to run my business and my home. And like I mentioned, I volunteer 15 hours a week for various activities. It's like a part-time job, but I fit it in. And I fit it in because I manage it a certain way. And guess what?
0: There's stuff that doesn't get done. Okay. It's never
2: going to end anyway.
0: So why not right. do the things that actually matter? Well, and I think, you know, do the things that matter. And, and as I want to add, a, or just maybe a couple of things to to add to that is that it's not necessarily about doing things in a particular order. Right. And I think that, um, I'll, you know, I, I had a conversation last, a couple of weeks ago with a studio owner who, who was on? A, we were on a call on inside of my group, and you know, she said, you know, she, said, I'm just really frustrated because with my marketing, she said, because I can never seem to get it done on time. And I was like, okay, so what do you mean by on time? And she's like, well, she said, I wanted to do my I wanted to get my emails written last Tuesday, and I didn't get them done. And I was like, okay, so then what happened? And she said, well, then I had to do it on Thursday. And I was like, okay, and then what happened? And then she's and then I said then I did it on Thursday. And I was like, okay. And I was like, so what's the problem? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not, it's okay. You did them, and it's okay if you that you didn't do them on the Tuesday when you did them on the Thursday. Like that, I. It, it's getting the things done is, and 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 with and without any and and to you know for someone for anyone to be upset with themselves because they didn't do it in that you know that tiny little hour long that they had on the Tuesday to do it, it is really. You know, it's, you don't need to do that. You know, no one needs to be that in that place, and and I think that it is very unhealthy to be in that place. But the structure you're giving is saying, okay, we're going to do the things. They don't have to happen in a particular specific order, but we're going to carve out these times that you're going to be able to focus on it. And I think the what you said about you know no more than fifty percent of the block. Oh my goodness! Like what a like breath of fresh air! Like I feel like I can like relax now a little bit when I'm doing these things. If this is how we're going to do it, right? Because it's true. Like we tend to overestimate what we can do in like an hour. Like you said, like a phone call is not five minutes it's 25 minutes. An email that you're applying to is not two minutes (laughs) in my head. I think it is a lot of the time and it's not, you know, and all of these things, the small things they add up. And, um, and so I think it's very easy for these, for our time to get very filled and we get very overwhelmed very quickly. But when you, and it's not necessarily, I would say the other thing I was going to say is, you know, within your self-care block in the morning, say between six and nine, if that's what you're doing, it's not about saying, well, now I need to fill this time with more things. It's about saying, I'm already, I'm definitely going to be taking my kids to school. I'm definitely going to be making sure everyone's got food in their bellies before they go. I'm definitely going to be making sure that, you know, all these couple of other things are all still going to happen. And so it's not about saying, okay, this is my block and I need to like, stuff it and add more things into it. It's, it's about carving out that time and saying, no, this is all that's happening there. I'm not going to also try and catch up on work emails or <laughs> <It's> the <laughs> yeah. intentionality.
2: and I yeah. think that's what helps. And so for anybody who's like, but I don't even know what my themes would be. My recommendation would do a time inventory for a week and write it all down and how long guesstimate doesn't be perfect. Like What are you doing in your days? How long is it taking? This is so helpful because we will either underestimate or overestimate, right? Well, I'll be like, my dishwasher will take forever to load and I'll complain about it for 20 minutes and really it takes me like six minutes, right? Like, so we, and then we do it on the other end where we don't give ourselves enough time. So if you're unsure, my first takeaway or like something, an action item from this episode I want you to go do is inventory your time, do it for three to five days and then take some highlighters and start like highlighting similar categories, batches. This way, you'll start to notice. Hey, I'm doing laundry every day, but like, do I need to be doing laundry every day? Could I batch that? Hey, I also am going to run errands multiple times a week. I have an errands block. I call it thought catcher time, but like, that's when I run my errands once a week. If you need something in between that, you have to wait. Like, nothing is that urgent, right? Like, yes, will I go last minute for stuff? Yes, yeah, sure. I'm human, right? But I, I typically be like, cool, I'll get it later. Like, my husband the other day was like, I'm almost out of soap. I'm like, but are you out? Can you wait till Wednesday because that's when I'll go get it? Like, I think, but we think we need to stop and drop. And we think we just need to do that. And so do an inventory and then you'll start to see your themes and then just start there and give it a try and see the intentionality. Flexibility plus urgency is what you need to have the alignment you need to sustain working and growing a small business in your home.
0: Wonderful. That's so, so many fantastic tips and insights. Thank you, Cara, so much for joining us do you want to share really quickly where people can go to get a few more tips and insights from you? Yeah, sure. So yeah, there's so much we could talk about. And, bit,
2: but, and I also need to start this. I talk very fast. I know that. So I always start with like, don't listen to me at two speed. Um, All right. hopefully <laughs> you go back and, or you pick that up earlier on? But um, yeah, you can find my podcast. It's a purpose driven mom show. Um, my website is a purpose driven mom. And if you go to the 15 minute com slash free, you can link up to my book on audible kindle hardcover paperback but i have a free workbook there and that workbook it accompanies the book but it also uh will walk you through kind of planning out your year and figuring time blocks there's some good um worksheets and things like that in there so that's the 15minuteformula.com slash free
0: fantastic thank you so much Kara. yeah thank you so much I hope this is helpful to you all as you go about building your boutique fitness business. If you're loving what you're hearing, please, please, please go and leave a quick review of this podcast wherever you're listening. Um, It will mean a ton to me and it will help to get the podcast out into our community so the more teachers and studio owners just like you can feel supported and encouraged on their journey in our industry.
1: Did you love this episode and want more? head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day.